Welcome to Controversial Conversations. I am Kelly Cavallero. And I'm John Robinson, also known as Mr. Showcase. And uh, this one could get <sighs> very opinionated. <laughs> I will preface it with that because <laughs> truly this question, which was brought to us in one of the, the comments when we asked about topics, and it's a very opinionated question. Very. So we'll preface it with that. But it's what does line dancing or what is it supposed to look like? Like, who do we want to emulate? Like, are we supposed to look like ballroom dancers? Are we supposed to look like country dancers? Are we supposed to look like hip hop dancers, jazz dancers, breakers? Yeah. So, so the question came from someone who said those dance styles all have like parameters, right? They're just, there's delineated. They're strictly defined parameters that that's what that is. So, you know, ballroom, for example, let's go with ballroom. Um, if you look at the origins of the dances that are done in ballroom, let's say salsa or samba or whatever, and you go to the cultures that perform them, they don't do them the like same Like the ballroom does. Like, like, like a so, ballroom competition. Not yeah. even close. So ballroom has its own parameter. They've taken those those folk dances, if you will, and made them into a specific dance form where there's kind of like rules and I don't want to say laws, but there are, there are definite delineations of what is and is not considered ballroom. Um, I remember going to my first Ohio Star Ball when I did video and um, watching their version of West Coast Swing made my skin cringe, <laughs> like made me just crawl. And to what you're saying, and, and they even they brought up ballroom when they asked this question, every dance style though in ballroom looks different mm. like if you look at viennese waltz it doesn't look like cha-cha it doesn't look like salsa it doesn't look like merengue it doesn't look like tango right foxtrot they all look yeah they every so, dance style and i feel that with line dancing it's sort of a i don't hodgepodge or an amalgamation of a lot of different things but now. let's let's start with this though is line dancing truly a style or is it just a version of what the dances are called because mm, right. they're really not like uh, I, uh, yeah when people go what do you do oh, well i'm a line <laughs> dancer and the first thing that you're going to think of is the ho hokey hands on your belt buckle cowboy most hat. people think electrics i mean if you honestly or, or that, like electric wobble, slide electric or slide cha-cha slide, yeah, yeah, yeah. slide stuff like that so it's two extremes they would never ever consider what they saw us do at events or in most bars. Right. So, and this is going to go all over the place. So oh, yeah, this one's going to be a, a scattered brain mess. So <laughs> and I'm going to jump off what you just said. Because hang on to your tights. <laughs> I'm going to jump off of what you just said because um, I started at a bar. Right. Well, I'll, I need to back up because, and if you've listened to the podcast, if you listen to the podcast, you probably know <laughs> my history. Um, I actually, my first dance experience was at camp and I think I mentioned this in the technique podcast so I learned how to do a single time swing which is just step, hold, step, hold rock, step that was it right and we did that to like 50s style music yeah right? then like rock and roll as yes. yeah, they yeah, call yeah, yeah. it over in England yeah. and uh, yeah. over in Europe yep and then when I was nine or I don't know what year no I was older than I was 20 something I took um, just a short amount of ballroom I decided it wasn't my thing it just wasn't that didn't I didn't it was not my thing. Shocking. John doesn't like structure. 
what a shocker there, everybody. Well, to, to me, and I know there's lots of people who love ballroom, so I'm not knocking ballroom. But for me, it was too rigid. That was my impression. Yeah. It's too rigid. There's too many rules. I, if the music tells me to do this, I want to do this. I don't want to have to hold my, you know. Also, there, it just felt too stiff. Let's put it that way. It was too. Yeah, it was both I, rigid and it was rigid in the patterns and stiff in the front. Like it was like I couldn't just loosen up and just be right. my, do whatever I wanted and be myself. At least I didn't feel that way when I was learning it. So um, I forgot where I was going with this this whole tangent. <laughs> um, lost my train of thought. But anyway, moving on because I can't think of it. It'll come back to me in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty. It, I don't know if I would consider line dance oh, a style. I know what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I knew as soon as I started talking, it was going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. I got to do it before I, before I lose it again. So when I started line dancing, at that time, it was the 90s. It was the mid-90s, right? And um, so things like slap and leather were popular. Boot so scoot my, and boogie. Boot yep. scoot and boogie. Um, uh, uh, achy breaky heart. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to do, let's see, what, what, what did we do? We did... I can't think of what it's called now. Pretty much if you wore tight jeans and had a mullet, you're golden in the 90s. <laughs> but it definitely had what I would call a country feel. Yes. Player to it or a feel to it. Fringe so, was popular. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't say it's a style so much as it is. I mean, if you if you Google it, it's going to say that line dancing is like folk dancing because it's not it's something that people do socially for fun. It's not for performance. So to say. Yep. It, I mean, it can be. But for the most part, I think what we think of line dancing is people do it at bars. People do it at their local uh, VFW hall or people do it in a senior center. Or it's not really a perform. People can do it as performance. Right. But it tends to be a social activity. Correct. Um, so but anyway, I was going to say when I started kind of rem- I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but it kind of reminds me now of when I I looked when when I first uh, saw Catalan style line dancing back in the 90s there was a there was a bit more of because Catalan is very much footwork oriented there's a lot of hopping and jumping and and high energy spins and turning and stuff like that it's very high energy for the most part not not all of it no. um, but if you were to compare that let's say and everything's done pretty much from the waist down right they don't do a lot of arm things in Catalan style it's all about what you're doing with those feet moving those feet as quick as possible so I remember when I first started line dancing our I guess model if you want to call it that was what you saw like achy breaky because that was a huge hit right and butt wiggling <laughs> stomping um, scuffing because you had boots, right? So there's a lot of noise, making noise, like scuff your, your heel on the ground or stomp the boot or there's a lot of dance, dances that had those type of movements in them, right? A lot of triples, a lot of shuffles if you want to call them that. Um, there wasn't any at all what we see now, what we tend to call either new line or modern line dancing. No arms, very little arms. In fact, the first dance I learned that had arms in it was called the Fred where you actually did like a wave with your arms. And I thought that was like the coolest thing ever because we never did anything with our arms, right? Um, there were no arms. There were no dances that looked anything like, let's say, Come Alive or anything that Fred Whitehouse has choreographed. <laughs> you know, like Limelight or and nothing pretty and beautiful like that because those were things you did holding onto a person, right? You didn't line yeah. dance to the type of music. Right. So back then, it was very much in... in even the look, right? So when you'd go to a club, there was a you, what you what everybody wore. So you had to have you know like 
the the um, color block shirts or the really bright colorful anything Garth shirts. Brooks used to wear on yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. That was yeah, the thing. No, and exactly. then you had your you know you had to have the right boots and you had to have the right belt and the right buckle or whatever. So there was a definite look to it um, as well. And now, if you compare now to then, it's like a, well, I'm not gonna say now. What it morphed into over the years turned into something completely different over time. But now I think you have again it's going back to country somewhat there's like i don't know what you want to call it like a retro and return to country again though is this uh, is it a style because okay yes if you're in a country bar most of the places unless you go to the barn in sanford where anything can be heard you're going to hear country music absolutely so you're going to hear country your styles of dancing being done all night but you're going to see girls wearing the short shorts, the halter tops, the cowboy boots. You're going to see guys with, most of the time, usually jeans and t-shirts with, for some reason, a towel hanging out of their back pocket. <laughs> some wear cowboy hats, some do not. But, they're, yes, that's the style. But at a dance event, you can go from a waltz to a, waltz to a two-step, to a hip-hop song, to a jazz song, to a more yeah. show performance. Those are more stylistic. So, to say that we want to, I don't know. I I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. we want to look the same. <laughs> well, I I think it's, it's I, for kids. For for example, people say, "Who do you want to look like?" Okay, if I'm like, look, let's let's say I want to go learn a waltz style line dance. I am not going to go take a lesson from Mike Guyton. Does he do <laughs> <Why> waltzes? <not>? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if I'm going to emulate what I want to look like. No. Nothing against Guyton. Guyton is one of my best friends, great choreographer. But if I'm going to go to do like a waltz, that's not what I want to go look like. I'm going to go look like a Rachel or a Fred or Brian Barakaskis along those lines. Someone who is – Who knows – The technique and how the shaping, body mechanics and shaping. Right, exactly. Shape. Like, so, cha-cha. Boom. So, Brian. So, yeah. So – Riffing off of what you just said, Kelly, um, my personal feeling is line dancing is an amalgamation of other types of dance. He went right? with the big word. <laughs> he we he is taken. trying to educate you folk out there. That's why. Who do you want to emulate? It's like, do people know what the word emulate means? Right. Or what should we be emulating? Like, but, what, what should line dancing look like? So each thing that we do now in line dancing is different, right? So one of my goals when I teach people... Um, technique and and musicality and stuff like that is what is the what I'll just say it bluntly a waltz should not look like a nightclub two-step which should not look like an east coast swing which should not look like a west coast swing which should not look like a rumba they all have their own characteristics tell tell choreographers to stop make them all look alike It's a good point. Uh, um, <laughs> and just some, saying, some choreographers don't understand that. They, so, they don't. And here's the thing, also too. And this was a broad, and this is a broader, broader topic on this. You and I are never going to look the same dancing. Mm. We can have similarities in some of the stuff we do, but we both have, we are both different of, of different age. Granted, we are closer in age than a lot of other people are. <laughs> we only have about ten years apart. But we have different dance styles. We have different way our body moves is different. Yep. So we're not going to emulate the same things. Right. And we both have a very good knowledge of how bodies and genres look. This is true to any social dancer. 
Perfect example. Roy and Fiona. <laughs> Roy had his brodo as a freak of nature. Okay? <laughs> I love Roy. I, I love Fiona, too. I, I love them both. <laughs> Anybody who sits there and tries to dance like Roy... Go ahead and remove half of your bones. Yeah. Um, throw flexibility out the window <laughs> because it's just never going to happen. And even if you look at Roy and Fiona, they don't dance the same. No, right? they have very good similarities. They yes. complement each other yeah. well. Fiona tends, to, in my opinion, to have like what I would call sharper movements. She can be like real staccato and real sharp. Not that Roy can. Of course, Roy can as well. Roy is just, I guess, um, like you said, he has like. It looks like he has no bones sometimes. He's very fluid. But right. he, he can still be hard-hitting. Fiona has more of that hard-hitting, like, sharpness, like, right? But a, 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 like, a, almost like an aggressive. But of a 20-something-year-old's in their class, mm. regardless of how much dance experience, I'm going to tell you this right now, regardless if you have five years, five months experience, five days, five years, there are going to be moves that that 20-something-year-old is going to look better doing yeah. than the 60-year-old that's been dancing for 20 years. Right. Very it's true. Just, it's just that... Very true. It's called body mechanics and what your body can and can't do. Yeah. Granted, am I saying anything? as well. Right. And, <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of people get misconstrued. They think they have to look exactly like that person, and mm. I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm never ever... Guys, I can I can practice cha-cha 10 hours a day for the next 30 years. I'm never going to look like Brian Barakowskis. <laughs> um, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to look like some of these people who just... They've been working on it, but they do have a, a, a certain natural ability for some dancing. It's like if I wanted to, to learn a hip-hop dance, am I going to learn from Brian Barakowskis? <laughs> I'm going to call Guyton. I'm going to call Roy. I'm going to call Fiona. I'm going to call Fred, Shane, someone there. And I'm going to try to take some of there. And I guess, I guess this is a bad way to say who, what's line dancing supposed to look like. I don't think it's supposed to look like anything. <laughs> well, to be quite honest. <laughs> yes no. and no. Because <laughs> unless you're a competitor, unless mm, you're a uh, competitor, unless yeah. you're trying to compete for a circuit, there's no, there's no way to, there's no way of saying what's right and wrong. There's a right and wrong when it comes to body mechanics and physical movement, but there's not. I don't think there's a right and wrong when it comes to style and and how you perform. So I love what you just said about um, like learning from different people. So if I want to, and and you, I okay, I'm gonna go back to the days when I was just starting in the UCWDC. Okay, right? and. My dance partner, Diane, and I went to Worlds, right? I wanted to learn two-step from Tony and Iman Goosh. Oh, yeah. Because Back they then? were yes. like the two-step people, like the people yes. that danced two-step. In my opinion at the time, and I think many other people would agree with me, that's what Back they were. Back in that day, they were one of the top they were couples. Amazing. Yes. I wanted to learn waltz from Bob and Sarah, right? Bob Bars. I wanted yes. to learn West Coast Swing or East Coast Swing at that time. Um, from Robert and Lorene. Yep. Right. Robert Royston and Lorene Baldovi. There were oh. each, each, right. Each couple had, had their best dance. Yes. Yes. And so Absolutely. those are the people I wanted to emulate in that particular style of dancing. I'm like, ooh, because that, I love watching them do that. That's their thing, right? That's where they shine the yep. most. When I, uh, when I was competing in couples and then I lived in Texas, my West Coast swing, I wanted to look. There's two guys I, I emulated how I did West Coast swing after a, a male's movement in that at the time was Jordan Frisbee and Ronnie D. Benedetta. 
the two of them. The showmanship of Robert Royston mixed with the two of them, that was like the ultimate package. Yeah. It was great. But come to two-step, I want to look like Rex Jones every day of the uh. week because that man was by far the best two-stepper out there. Uh, everything else was Gary McIntyre at the time. <laughs> so I think he might be the epitome of – what. Yeah, if you could go to one person across the board, right. yeah, Gary McIntyre right. is just a but freak even, of nature. Even the per, like even Gary, I think would probably I would I would assume I don't know Gary that well, but I would assume he would say that there's specific rhythms that he prefers, oh, he feels more comfortable in, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we all have that. And my suggestion would be riffing off of what you said again is that we have now line dancing is a complete not completely but almost completely different animal from when I started oh, back in 1993. Agreed. It has got remnants of what was happening in 93, but now, so let's just back up. We'll go back to 1993. Okay. Dances I learned in 1993. 22 counts. 28 counts. 44 counts. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> I get, okay, that's another thing. <laughs> Did did people not just understand phrasing back then? Like everyone, and the sad thing is, the people we look up to were the ones writing dances back then, or right. so we're supposed to emulate. Um, but I, did they not believe in? Was it not just popular to say, "Oh wait, there's a break here. We should put a tag." Yeah. Nobody oh, wait nowadays. Let's let's put oh. Oh no, my my students can't do that. But let's put seven tags in this dance. <laughs> but yeah, we didn't have tags or restarts back then. We just <laughs> danced through it, and so it's a whole. We're in a whole different arena now. We're in a different. We have a different understanding of of music and structure, and we've incorporated. Thank goodness. I mean, those of you that are and okay, those of you that are because I hope assume there are some people listening to this that are hardcore country fans. If you're a hardcore country dancer and you still think that it's the best thing to do to keep your hands still and dance with just your legs and your feet, more power to you. I'm not going to slam that. I'm not going to say that's bad or wrong. It isn't. It's one way of dancing line dancing. My, it's my best is people it. who call themselves hardcore country dancers that walk into a country bar, take another dance that's written to a non-country song to put it to a different non-country song and call it the best country dance ever. <laughs> that's, that's just a that just right there. But so if it just in country dancing in and of itself, we're talking country dancing. So you have the people that are very rigid about what they wear. Very. Right. Strict that it should be this, like you should be wearing jeans and boots and no tennis shoes. and no, you know, this is what you know, I remember going to a country bar once and I walked into my usual attire, shorts <laughs> and sneakers. And people were like. This person's teaching us country dancing tonight, and I ended up having a blast. But they're like, "You don't wear, you don't look like a country dance teacher." And I'm like, "Well, I do teach because all of they it. they they, so. they focus on that one word at the beginning, country." Right. What that see? That's where I think is a misconstrued on what we're supposed to look like, mm-hmm. and where it becomes to just talking about line dancing in general. Because not only across the United States, but if you go overseas, from thing, it's not. Unless you're in, like you said earlier in this talk, Catalan style, nobody wears country boots anymore. Hardly, no one wears wears that attire when they're at a normal a normal event, a normal class. There, there are people who are very comfortable in that, and they, they, you know, and that's perfectly fine. I have no issues with that. I'm not saying one way or the other what you should wear or shouldn't wear. I'm just pointing out that there are different line dancing is 
more all-encompassing, I guess is a good way to put it. We have so much now that we consider line dancing. Yeah. We have, and I'll, what you were just saying about other countries just popped into my head. So if you look at, let's say, some of the dancers from some of the Asian countries who do all the videos, right? And they have taken it because they have, let's say, a little bit of ballroom influence into what they yep. do. So they add a lot more body language and a lot more arms and stuff. And I've heard actually many, several people, I don't want to say many, several people have quote unquote complained to me about their videos. Oh, there's, and they've done it on social media as well. There's too much arms. I can't see what's going on. And it's like, it's just another. It's called a performance part, people. Yeah, it's just it. another way of doing what we all do, line dancing. They're just adding more performance value to it. So. Let me ask you this then. Should music play a role in this? Because, and the reason I'm asking this is, yes, music determines our genres in line dancing, but let's take a dance like West Coast Swing, where it could be country, it could be non-country, it could be different tempos, blues, it could be more lyrical, and it still be the same dance. Mm -hmm. See, this is where it gets on what we're going to emulate there. What's, what, what are they supposed to look like? You know, I think when it comes to how, what we look like and what we do, I think it should be plain and simple. If you're doing a cha-cha, look like you're doing a cha-cha. Don't look like you're doing a waltz. Don't look like you're rising and falling. Don't look like you're not dancing. Don't look like you're doing an East Coast swing. Right. <laughs> Same thing like if I'm doing a more West Coast style dance. More smooth, not that jagged. Um, same thing if you're doing a two-step. I don't I think it's hard to try to put one definition on what line dancing is supposed to look like because it all in my opinion it depends on the dance. Mm-hmm. It not depends on the, the 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 style. Every dance should look no no two dances should look the same. Yeah. Good point because I and I'm so glad you just said this because I in one of my classes take Dizzy and dance it to three completely different songs. Mhm. First song being what it's choreographed to, you know, upbeat, da, 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 like, da, 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 like really bouncy East Coast swinging, if you will. And then I take it to a West Coast swing type song that's a little more sexy, uh-huh. a little more gritty, a little more groovy, right? And in exactly what you just said, the dance should not look, it, yes, it's the same patterns, but it shouldn't be executed the same way to a different piece of music. And then I do it to like a lyrical song, like some contemporary, like you do a contemporary tune. People are like, you can't do Disney. So it's like, yes, you can. It, you just have to change it. You still stay in the structure, but the timing becomes different. The, the, there's holds to emphasize how the music draws out. So I think that is a big part of it as well. That, And I agree with you 100% on that. Like, each dance should have its own character. Correct. And I don't see, I guess I don't see that a lot. When I see people dancing, it looks very generic. It looks very homogenized. It looks like everyone's just going, walking through the same steps and nobody's giving it any character. So the question is then, does that become the issue of the dancer or the issue of the choreographer that wrote it? Because is it being written to look like other stuff? Or mm. is it just because of the way it dances? Now, Partially, I will say it on the dancers because there's people you can watch dance 17 different dances and you can't. Look, it looks like they're doing the same thing. You, you can't tell the difference. <laughs> I, 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 I will say this. You were with me at this event and I watched someone who was practicing their demo and I actually confused it with another dance from the same choreographers because it looked like just the, the flow pattern, everything like that. The. 
I think a lot of in today's society and when it comes to line dancing that it has evolved to quantity over quality mm. and people are so concerned with the quantity they're pushing out that everything starts to look the same. I know a famous line you always use and you use this a lot when it's, when you're talking to people who are choreographing for a newcomer novice divisions or beginner improver as uh, other people call it. There's other ways to change walls except for with a turning <laughs> jazz box. Because if you look at 90% of dances that are lower level to make it a four wall dance, it's a quarter turning jazz they box. They put a quarter turn jazz box in it. <laughs> and I'll be the first. I've been a guilty party of it, but I've also complimented it where, yeah, I did a, I did a wall change, but then I did another three quarter turn. High honky tonk highway. I did my corny, my triple, my triple box turning three, three walls. Um, but each, so each, 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 how should I say this right? Each song, first of all, each rhythm, each dance should have its own character. Um, and I think that's what we lack. Um, I think that's why it's so fascinating for people to watch me dance because I may even just do, I may do change the same dance in one performance of it. Do you know what I mean? So if the song changes up, uh, I can't think of a good example, but I'm just going to throw something out there. So let's say um, Shady, for example. Okay. There's a part where um, the song starts adding in like double claps, right? And I start adding in double hits, whether it's my shoulders or my hips or maybe actual claps, right? I start doubling up. Chill Factor does that as well at one point, mm -hmm. right? The song goes da, 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 right? And so I, I change the dance up to match that structure because the dance doesn't do that normally, right? So I guess if people, this is, this is a bit of a two-edged sword because if people were more in tune with the music, they would hear that and they'd be able to, to make the dance look like it fits whatever song they're dancing it to, right? right? Which, is, which leads to another topic of, oh, can you do dances to other music? Well, of course you can, if, the, if it's structured right and you know how to play with that music to make it fit. But anyway, that's a whole other topic. So I think a lot of the times too, John, and people confuse the word technique and they automatically think arms. They automatically think, oh, add technique, let's just add 72 arm lines. <laughs> because in all honesty, Basic technique, fine. But the only time you're going to be learning tons of technique is if you're a competitor. You're not, you're not going to turn around and, you know, what, what part of the one is your weight supposed to be on what part of the foot? Right. Unless right. you're a competitor and you're in that competition format, you're right. not and you're going to. And you're being judged on specific things. Right. Yeah. So basic, basic, like just body mechanic technique. Yeah. Yes. And but turn technique and... Uh, <laughs> I also feel though. Okay, I'm glad you brought up the, said that word <laughs> because here's the issue with turn technique: ninety percent of people don't write turns correctly in their dances for people to do the proper technique. They can't. It's impossible to do. You can preach it all you want. People can try to preach. Oh, you're supposed to do a chenay turn. You do a chenay turn, and they attempt to do a chenay turn, and they're like, "That's not chenay turn." or pivot turn or anything like that. You right. don't give your people time right. after your turn to actually do the turn. To make that happen. Yeah. Right, exactly. So and also even just knowing that those 
terms mean different things. So what we commonly call a pivot turn in line dancing is, you know, I don't want to get on a rant about that, but is not technically a pivot turn. So I, it was really funny because I just had a class where I taught um, Jose's dance. I can't think of the name of it right now. I really like it. It's If I Fall. Beautiful dance. Love it. Very well crafted. I will laud the praises of that forever because Jose did a great job putting that dance together. I love it. There's a turning section at the end, and one of the students asked me, is it a pivot turn or is it a Sinead turn? Or what, what, you know, and I was like, aha, so she knows the difference. What was really funny though, is she is just, she had just taken, this was at Peach Day. So um, who's in the room right ahead of me? Um, Marianne Harvey, and she had just done a turn technique, technique class. class. So she goes, is this a pivot, to, a real pivot turn? Or is it a, and I said, aha, good question, because it isn't really pivot, right? But of course, in line dancing, we tend, that's what we tend to call them as pivot turns when we're doing, you know, put your right foot forward and turn a half or a quarter or whatever, changing weight, whatever. So I think some of that information comes from other dance forms, right? And just speaking from my own personal experience and probably a lot of other uh, people who line dance as well. I wasn't taught any of that. I didn't learn any of that till later, right? I started learning line dances first. And then over the years, I started picking up the technique stuff. So now, and what I always tell people too is, yeah, it seems like work at first, but once you, once you practice it, it becomes muscle memory. So then it creates, you can create whatever look you want. When yep. So if I want to create like a slow movement, I know how to ex I know how to make my put my body in the right positions to make that happen. Where I put my my core, how much um, you know if I'm rotating, how much torque do I need or lack of torque? You know, sometimes people over torque for the smallest turn. They don't need that much torque. So learning well, they might wait. They might need it there. That's the that there's there's the thing. <laughs> but learning learning those things, I think, helps. It just helps. Like you said, basic technique is something everyone should know because no matter what style of dance right. you're doing, whatever line... So if you're doing hip-hop, if you're doing something that's a little more lyrical, if you're doing something that's like a show piece, which we have in line dancing now, and some people complain about it. They're like, oh, these are all show, like performances. I'm like, do you know how many thousands of line dances are out there right now that are not show performance pieces? Just just don't do that one then or don't watch it if it bothers you that much. That's Sorry, the problem. No, that, that, that's another problem with this is... People want to be dancing, and I don't understand this. This is this was on another topic, but it kind of plays into what they want to look like. Is they want every song out there to have multiple dances to it. That way, everyone can dance every song. Mm. What we we touched on this in the last podcast when we talked about and what what do you pick as an instructor? As an instructor, you should be wanting to see your dancers evolve. Like if you're helping your, if you're helping your dancers with that look of what do they want to look like? Like if you were teaching and you're teaching a class and you said you had this person who'd been dancing for six months, say, I want to look like Rachel McEnany. Okay. How do you make that happen? Right. It's your job instructor to guide that person. Now, here's the thing. Unless you're as good as dancer as Rachel McEnany or better, which Good luck. <laughs> You're going to have to finally admit that you need to send them to someone else eventually because you're not going to be able to teach them to look like Rachel McEnany. You can get them a nice, uh, you can give them a nice head start, but 
you're not going to be able to help get them over that mm-hmm. hump. Right. So either learn the principles, learn the, mm-hmm. the what makes that work, or as you said, because I've done that. I've had people come to me for coaching on, let's say, uh, we'll just pick waltz. And I'll say, I enjoy waltz, but it's not one of my specialties. I mean, I right. can teach you the basics of it. That's that's not an issue. But if you want finer points on waltz, I will send you to this person because they're more educated and more specialize in that area yep. right just like hip-hop i don't i don't feel comfortable coaching people on hip-hop it's not my thing it's not my wheelhouse it's i don't feel comfortable i i try it i will dance it but it's not my thing i don't feel comfortable doing it so i'll come say on, i want to see you do a hip-hop solo with a gangster <laughs> rap song come on john and i've had people say to me like i had guyton say to me you can do you can dance this i go i know i physically can dance it i don't feel comfortable doing it nor will i look like that because i don't it's not my thing. Like my body, I forget who was teaching. I think Guyton taught me how to do them. I've like, I've always wanted to know how to moonwalk. Okay. Right. And I believe Guyton taught me. Well, he showed me, he explained it and he did a great job of explaining it. Like it made perfect sense. How to, he told me exactly what to do with my foot, where to press, how to lift my heel and then slide this one. I'm like, my feet don't do that. <laughs> like I left the lesson, specifically took a lesson with Guyton to learn how to moonwalk. He taught it extremely well. Like explaining, I knew exactly what I should do. My body just, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Like I felt stupid, right? It's not my thing. I don't feel comfortable doing hip-hop stuff right of course i can but i don't it's not my thing right it's not my nature to want to be hip-hop ish if that makes any sense and i think all dancers are like that there's certain things that we like the best right we like yeah you know i like jumpy aroundy hoppy things and i like really really pretty things and i like things that are really sexy those are the three things that really speak to me that i feel comfortable in my body doing yes i could do tango do I want to? No, I don't like it. It's I just don't like tang. I don't like tango, right? I don't that nothing about that dance resonates with me. It does not appeal to me in any way, shape, or form, right? So I'm not going to do it because it's not my thing. So anyway, but this all ties into to what you said about instructors. If you are teaching a dance that's an East Coast swing or a West Coast swing or a polka or a rumba or whatever, it will help if you know how to actually dance that dance. Yes. Because your students will then be able to model it. And just just a couple things that popped in my head when you are talking about instructors. It's like, what's your posture Depends. when you're teaching dance? You know, your students will mimic whatever posture. So if you're slumped over and looking at the floor, guess what your students, they're going to slump over and look, look at, at the, the floor. floor. Right. If you stand with your shoulders, your head up and your shoulders up and back, and you're actually looking, like people say to me, when you dance, you don't like, you know, I look at the floor for dramatic effect, but I'm not, you watch, watch a lot of social dancers, line dancers, and they dance looking down. I'm like, I always make a joke of it when I do my technique class. I'm like, did somebody lose an earring? Everyone stop. <laughs> because so many people stare at the floor when they dance, right? So there's something to think about. I mean, when we're talking about emulation and what you, how you should dance, that, but that's a basic skill. That's like basic technique. Keep your shoulders up and back. Keep your eyes up. You, you should have frame, which you learn as a couples dancer. We don't learn that in line dancing. We don't learn about frame. And frame is super important, especially when we're turning, right? When we're rotating. It pays a big, big role in whether you execute the turn well. And it doesn't matter if it's a quarter, a half, a three quarter, a full spin, like whatever kind of turn you're doing. And just in general, if you're doing a waltz, right? The 
your frame creates that picture of what a wall should look like. If you're doing hip hop, it's a completely different animal, right? Yep. I just talked to a dancer recently and she said, oh my God, it was so uncomfortable for me because she learned, I don't remember which dance it is, it's something newer, some hip hop thing. And she said she had, um, I think it was ballet training. So she's like, to break my frame to like, literally like, <laughs> Crunch or you know crouch or and like bend over. She's like, this feels so weird and awkward to me, right? But that goes ties into like the look of whatever dance you're doing, whatever style it is you're doing. Yeah. So overall, what the question is, what are we supposed to look like? There really never will be. I don't think there's ever going to be a definite answer. To be quite honest, to be unless you're learning competition form for a competition, which Therefore, you're being judged like a ballroom dancer because if you go to a social ballroom class, social ballroom dance, it doesn't look like you're at a competition. They're not as right. it's the same. It's the same thing when it comes to line dance. Same thing if you go to like a, a normal studio and take like the two step lessons. Same thing. Their two step, yeah. Is there going to be parts of like different technique in there to what it looks like? Yeah. Is it going to be the same thing that a Masters World Champion is doing? No. It's not. It's going to be... There will be basic principles yes. that you need to know to, to execute that style, to be able to dance that thing. I think I think the most important thing is, and when it comes to what you're trying to learn, make sure you're learning from someone who actually knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I see it too often where, and I've seen it many of times where people who never waltz before, people who... Uh, don't know what waltz really is, turn around and try to write a waltz line dance. Why? No clue whatsoever. Well, I want to be more open and well-rounded. Okay, fine. Learn how to dance it first. Don't just jump into writing it. I, I love it. I, I'll get sent stuff all the time. I'm thinking about doing this to this. Why? It's not that. <laughs> what do you mean? It, I get, No, listen to it again. I don't hear it at all. It drives me nuts. The, the worst one, and I said this earlier, I think, I don't know if I said this earlier in this podcast. I know I said it in the last one. When a cha-cha does not look nothing like a cha-cha. That, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. When, <laughs> oh, people just turn around and... Now, yes, I know there are some songs out there that can be both a cha-cha and a two-step or a cha-cha and a West Coast swing. I know that, guys. I've been doing this for a long time. But if you... I'll use my favorite, Hideaway Cha. There is no way you should be doing any other style <laughs> of dance to that song. Sure. Are you sure? I'm 100% can, positive. Can we poke it to it? <laughs> it? That's what drives me absolutely bonkers. So, <laughs> yeah, it, and, and it just, it, why? Why, why, why? You know, so, if you're going to learn, learn. Yes. If you're going and to learn, related learn. Related to that then, find... If you can't do it in person, okay, so I'm just going to throw this out there. I think it's helpful for every line dancer to learn some couple stuff. I really do. Because when I started, I did everything. I did couples. I did pattern partner. I did line. I did all Can I disagree with you for a hot second? Of course. That's why we have these. Good, because I'm going to disagree with you for a hot second. (laughs) And the reason being is this. I, from my view followers, females, however you want to call it these days, have a harder time going from line dance to couples 
if they've already learned how to line dance because they've already learned to put themselves mm. where they're supposed to be. Yes, and I see that. But what I'm saying though is that they like the back lead. They like yeah, to try yeah, yeah. to force it. They I, like I'm to not try saying to... to learn it to learn how the couples dance. I'm saying learn it to learn the rhythms, to that, learn yes. to learn frame. Because when you line dance, you don't have a person to hold on to to have, create your frame. You have to do it yourself, right? Yeah. So when you take couples, you actually learn about frame and like how you also learn like posture, all that. Posture, but also, yeah. if you want to, if you want to rotate your partner, right? If you want to rotate your partnership, you learn how things have to be connected, right? And I think line dancers don't actually ever learn that stuff. Like, it's not just you taking your foot and trying to make this move happen. There are things you do with your body physically, right? So we know, you and I both know as couples dancers, right? If I want to, let's say, let's say two-step. If I want to lead my partner, whoever it is, to go backwards, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. leading, it's not something I expect them to know to do, right? I'm actually going to physically move my frame, my core forward into that person. And they're going to feel that. And that will cause them to, to back away. Not because yep. they know they're supposed to, or so then they just reach, you know, they just start reaching their foot because they anticipate it. Right. So my point is the reason I say that is it, it will teach you the principles of those, those particular um, styles and rhythms or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Right? So you learn, what is a two-step? How do you dance two-step? So if you're going to write a two-step line dance, then make it be like a two-step, right? If you're going to write a West Coast Swing line dance, or even not even write one, if you're going to dance one, if you're going to do The Vibe by Tim Johnson, if you're going to do um, uh, Shoes of Another Man by Joe Thompson, any West Coast Swing inflected line dance, you're going to know how to dance it like a West Coast Swing, and not like you're just walking through the steps. I call that you're just marking time. You're just walking steps. You're, you're not actually dancing then, right? Learn how to do the rhythms, and then then you can dance the line dances with that the so, way they should look. Uh, on an offbeat kind of thing that has to do with this, with line dancing, is there a certain foot that you should have to start with every time? Your middle foot. <laughs> what I'm asking this for a what reason. What if you're a centipede? Well, so you have many feet to pick from. So, but your right or your left? As far as what, like, like to, that to, has to start to do choreography? Yeah, or no? Okay, that so many many moons ago, after a competition that I entered, I had a judge come up to me and said that the reason they marked me down was because I started with my left. Okay, and I'm like, he goes, you should start with your right. Most women, most line dancers are female, and they're used to starting with their right foot. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> okay, why? Maybe if they were couples dancers, they'd be used to starting with their right foot. <laughs> well, that was that was a lot of my theory. So when I wrote, I was doing what come naturally to me, my body movement. I'm a guy. What foot do I start with? My left. Almost every dance, I start with my left foot. West go swing, everything. I start with my left. Right. So I started a lot of my choreography with my left foot and they marked me down because that's silly. I, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you at all. Yeah. It can, you can start whatever foot you want. <laughs> I'm not um, disagreeing so, with you at so, all. Yeah, so, I mean, it sort of kind of makes a little bit of sense. I mean, but that's assuming 
that's making a lot of assumptions there. That's assuming that they've couples danced before, so they're used to starting with their right foot. Do women always start with their right foot on everything they do? Is that what it's making it sound like? Like they never start with their left foot? Like, I ever? would love to know. That's. I mean, if we're going to take it to that extreme, well, when I drive, I always my right foot to press the brake. <laughs> so should I always do a stomp with my right foot to stop things? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of sorry that's silly. <laughs> That concept but, seems it, but it's along weird. those lines. Like we're supposed to be I get where the question came from. Who who do we emulate? What should we look like? What should we yeah. look like? No. Okay. Jazz has its thing, ballet has its you know, because we all know ballet when we see it. Yeah, we do. We all know jazz well, kind of when we see it because you really can't differentiate anymore a lot of the times, right. believe it or not. Tap. Um, tap is its own thing. You know tap. Like if you see a tap dancer, you know what they're doing. I right, mean, if, but a lot of people can't deter – a lot of people can't figure out tap versus clogging. Uh, a lot of people can't do that. They're, they're, I guarantee you there was 400 people who before they knew thought Ju- Junior Willis was a tap dancer, <laughs> not a clogger. And that's the thing. So each – so I get – I agree with you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Nope. But I good. agree with you where the where the question comes from because those dance – whatever you want to call them, styles, I guess, have parameters. They have certain things that make them what they are. So you can easily recognize them, right? You go – I'm not going to go to a ballet and go, oh, they're clogging. <laughs> Unless they do in the right. middle of the ballet. Like, perfect, I'll actually, perfect example. Our dance Mississippi countdown. What's it actually supposed to look like? <laughs> There's, it's not really a genre. Right. It's, it's got different parts. It's a phrase dance. Every part is different. Every part has its own energy. Every, every part has its own uh, feel to it. Um, I don't know if I can classify that's supposed to look like one thing or another. You, yeah. you really can't. It, like it, to the, me, the sex, the, the 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 B section is more. That you're gonna say the sex, <laughs> the sex in it. The, the B <laughs> section is the flowy part, the, the, yeah, as, yeah. As, as the, yeah. the snake part. Yeah. But that's yeah. about it. Yeah, I would. Say, I guess my personal, my personal interpretation is it's smooth. It's a smoother dance, right? It's not a hoppy dance. It's not a bouncy dance, but. Yeah, we have it's the C part. We have parts that are yeah. So it's we like you're right. That's nothing but booty shake yeah. and then the, the, and the kicks with the slides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, that's still smooth. I mean, for me, yeah, that's for still it's part. smooth. Like it should be yeah. glidy and smoothy. So, um, but you could, I can see, and the music to me has also got a you know more of a smoother yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, but that's a very good question, and and I think everyone needs to ask that. Well, you don't have to but i would suggest that you ask that question when you're learning a dance and when you're executing a dance like how does this how should i do this on the floor the first thing that happens for me once i learn it because okay i'm just gonna lay it out there when i learn a dance it makes no sense to me it's just a bunch of steps right there's no music so i have no idea like why why is there a sailor step here and why does this turn three quarter right here it makes no sense in my brain, right? I'm just, it's just a bunch of random patterns thrown together. To me, that's how my brain works. You put the music on and suddenly I can connect it to something and I go, oh, I see why there's a turning triple there because the music, turn it curves there, it turns, so I want to match that, right? Or or the song goes, ba, 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 so I know why we're doing wizard steps because the song is doing that. So it feels right to me. Right. Then it starts to click and make sense, right? Then I take it and put my own inflections in it, right? Because I'm going to hear what that song sounds like to me. And then 
maybe I want this part to be peppier. Maybe when I execute this bit, I'm going to add a little more pizzazz to it. But maybe this part in the music is quieter, kind of like the ABC, like with, yep. with Mississippi Countdown. So maybe I, it's easier to just show people than to explain this on a microphone, right? If I were to show you the same dance to different music or even in the same song, like how I do the same dance, but differently. And you've all, those of you who have watched me, you've seen me do this many times, right? In the middle of the dance, I'll take out bits or add things in because of what the song is doing. So, and that's a matter of creating my own look of how I want that dance to look to the people watching me when I'm dancing it, right? And how it feels on my body. Right. But we also have to think about whether you like it or not. I think I said this on one of my podcasts um, that I posted on my Patreon page. Whether you like it or not, people are, somebody's always watching you. Right. So you can either create a picture that is pleasing to them where they say, Ooh, I really like watching that Kelly guy do that dance to Hideaway Cha or Honky Tonk Hot or whatever. Because they just, Oh, I love the way he interprets it, like what he puts into it. Right. Or you can just be a generic dancer where people are like, eh, eh, whatever. And they move along to the next more exciting person to watch. And what I said in my podcast was, most people probably are happier with the second version. Like, nobody's going to watch them. They're just going to go look at someone else. But what that means is you're... Nobody's seeing any emotion in what you're doing, right? So one of the big things, this relates to what should line dancing look like, is it should look like something. It should look like you're enjoying yourself, at least. There's, there's many times I've said to people, like, good example, friends of mine that I know in different cities, and I'm doing an event there, and they don't line dance. I go, you should come see what I do. Like, come to the, come, if you can't come during the day, you know, workshop's probably going to be boring for you, but at least you can come at night. Come to the social dance party. I'll get you a spectator pass. At least you can watch and see how fun it is, right? Almost without fail, because I rant about how it's a blast. It's so much fun. People are having a good time, right? And they come in and they watch for like 20 minutes and they say to me, these people don't really look like they're having fun. (laughs) And I'm like, why do they say that, right? Because you're, you have no look at all. You're just generically walking through steps. Yeah, I remember at my wedding, and uh, <laughs> we warned 100, 140, 150 people at the wedding, and 100, 100, 110 of them were dancers. So I warned the DJ. I gave him a playlist. I'm like, I'm just warning you now. There's going to be some dancing. We, we, I, I laid my own dance floor the morning of my wedding. Had to warn the video crew. And after the speeches got done and we got all, we did a whole dance family picture on the floor. And I purposely, when me and Kelly were talking about song selection, how we want to open up the dancing, I purposely picked Shivers because I knew I wanted everyone that was not a dancer, the whole family, the DJ, the video crew, everybody to see what they're in for. And after the picture, he opened up with shivers and all you saw (laughs) from the dance floor around the floor was every person who was not a dancer with their phone up. Like what is going on? (laughs) (laughs) It was the coolest, coolest thing. And it was, uh, Brian summed it up best when we were talking after we saw each other after the wedding and stuff like that. He goes, you somehow fit, fit a three-day dance event into six hours. He goes, you took every best part of every three-day dance weekend that we've ever had, and you and her fit it into six-hour party. He goes, and it was amazing. 
You guys, because you had you had the bi- people who really di- that didn't dance, but they still got on the floor for some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. You had the people who did dance. We had we had couples dancing. We had line dancing. We had it all. Um, very blessed. I have lots of people in my life, but it was just one of those things. And it's it's fun because you're right. A lot of the times, if you walk into a country bar, most people are like, all they see is a bunch of rowdy rowdy drinkers. So. <laughs> Yeah, for the people who go to a country bar and see line dancing, their vision of what a line dancer is is some young person drinking their butt off at a bar every night when that's really not it at all. If that was the case, we'd have more country bars because guess what? People would be buying alcohol. The truth be told, 80% of them don't. So that's not the vision at all. Mm. And then – you go to a dance event, and unfortunately, up until recently, and that's only still far of the train, the age group and the the vision of what people see is all more older, older mature. mainly women. <laughs> and that's the other vision that everyone sees. They don't ever see the happy median, mm. the view of what line dancing is supposed to look like, or and if you can't see it, but I just did that whole air quote thing. <laughs> When people say this, saying, what is line dancing supposed to look like? Straight up short answer, I could have said this at the beginning, whatever the (laughs) hell you want to. Like, who is it in their right mind? Unless, like I said, unless you're a competitor, who's to tell you what it should and shouldn't look like? Yeah. Like, I, none of us are in a position where like, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Because guess what? We might not like it, but you might post a video of yourself on TikTok and you get 400 million views. Yeah. Obviously, guess what? Someone liked what you thought you look like yes. then. And if I can just quickly jump in on exactly what you're talking about. So I've had I've been at events and overheard comments from dancers sitting on the sidelines, <laughs> criticizing people on the dance floor. So this is directly related to what you just said. That pisses me off more than anything, I think, because... I've always, the reason why I gravitated to line dancing is because I felt free to be myself. Whatever that involves. As long as you're not crashing into other people, invading their space, you know, it's not a Broadway show. You don't. But that's need- the end thing now. You didn't hear? <laughs> but you know what I mean? As long as you're, because I do a lot when I dance, right? You don't say. But also, I can dance on a crowded floor where I'm, like, the person next to me is like two inches from my shoulder and not and leave out some of that stuff. It's not as much fun for me because I can't move, but I can do it, right? Because I know how to stay in my space. But my point is, the reason I like line dancing is because I feel like it's all inclusive. So if you're going to get on your little soapbox about how it should, and I'm going to go there because that's what this podcast is about. If you're going to get on your soapbox about how it should be all country or it should all, there shouldn't be any arms or, you know, what, you shouldn't be wearing this or you should be doing that. I disagree with you a lot. Um, it should be all-inclusive. I think that's the amazing thing about our line dancing is that it doesn't specifically need to look like anything. Um, I will, of course, gravitate towards learning good basic techniques so you actually can control yourself on the floor and look halfway decent no matter what you're doing. I will gravitate towards the people that are a little more interesting to watch. Oh, so this is the specific example that popped in my head when you were talking, Kelly. Um, I was at an event. Xiaoming was on the dance floor, and Xiaoming always had her own style. 
which is what I loved about her. No matter what she did, she did her own thing. She was never in anybody's space. She took up her own space. She did the dance, but she did like, I don't know how to explain it. It was almost like a, mm, but she did these great like little hand movements and it was very, it was just a joy to watch. And I will never forget this. I'm pretty sure it was at the line dance marathon. And these two ladies were sitting on the front row in their chairs, making fun of her and criticizing how she was dancing. And I just happened to be taking a breather and standing right there. And I said, (laughs) and I'm not, I will not apologize ever for doing this. I said, I just leaned over and I said, I'm really disgusted with what you're saying right now. And I said, at least she's on the floor dancing and having a good time and not sitting here criticizing people. And I stomped off because I was so angry with them. And they apologized. I said, don't apologize to me. I'm not the one you should apologize to, right? I said, that's, and so this ties directly into, into you know, what should line dancing be like or look like or who, how should we do it? It's a matter of, that's the joy of it. Make it your own. Make it your own. It helps to have good technique, some basic stuff, so that you can, you know, do it well. But make it your own. That's what makes it fun. You, we give you, and this is the other thing I would say too. We give you a structure. This is what I do when I teach my variations class. I tell everybody, we give you a structure, right? You're, I always tell everybody, you're not a computer. You're not a computer. But we program you. We give you a structure. Rock recover, coaster step, half turn, half turn, cross slide, sailor step, blah, blah. We give you a program like a computer would be given to operate. But you're not a computer. You're a human. You have feelings. You have emotions, right? You have character. Hopefully. It's like Mac versus PC. <laughs> really <laughs> is. Exactly. Right? And so when you're on the dance floor, I want to see you do something with that dance. Right? So it doesn't mean you have to be like flailing your arms around. It doesn't mean you have to like, you know, be super exuberant or whatever. But at least I want to see a little character. Like, yeah. do you actually are you connected to it like and everyone's different like you said we're all going to dance different i always tell people i don't you i don't want you to dance like me one of me is enough right but i do want to see something like are you enjoying this like when i look at you I should be like yeah. that person's really having a good time out there they you can tell they love it and i know sometimes you just learn something you're stressed out about it but you can still see the difference between people who've just learned it and are laughing and smiling because they know they're variating here and there and the people that are just stressed and focused like right you know what i mean so just remember it's all about having here's what i tell people keep it fun yeah the best one of the best examples i think of this and there's a video out there and i can't remember everyone in it i know for a fact guyton's in it fred whitehouse and daniel turpot and i want to say i can't remember if roy is in this video or not but it's all of them demoing guyton's unstudy Mm. now this is a dance that Fred used as a showpiece. Mm-hmm. That's right. If you go back, to, and I know I put it up on our YouTube channel from when he was in Tampa Bay, um, the Tampa Bay Classic. Fred Whitehouse used someone else's choreography as a showpiece. All I'm going to say is, oh my, if you've never seen it. But watching them all put their own take, you have the choreographer and you have a th- multiple world champion amazing people and none of them look alike it's great Mm -hmm. but none of them are wrong either you know it's like uh, you put Joe Thompson Samansky and Rachel McEnany White and Madison Glover all next to each other there's no wrong 
There's definitely no wrong there, guys. There isn't. It's not. It's not. You. You're not. Don't. Don't even bother. It's. It's. If you want to look up to, yes. If you want to find an idol, find an idol. If you want to find someone to emulate, find someone to emulate. Make sure you're emulating someone though that is going to make you a better dancer. Yes, that's going to elevate the, you. That's going to yeah. That's going to take you above and beyond. Don't. That's all. That's all I have to say on that part, because if you don't, there's no right or wrong when it comes to line dancing. In my opinion, everyone's always going to have their opinions on this. Um, But the point is, you're we're supposed to be out there having fun. Mm -hmm. And I just want to just jump in really quick and kind of tie into exactly what you just said. When I dance next to Joe or next to Roy, they elevate me, right? Dancing next to them, those are people who I love dancing next to because they do little things that challenge me, mm-hmm. that make me go, ooh, oh, I didn't think to do that there, or oh my gosh, that's a cool variation, I wanna try that, right? And then they do the same thing with, with me, the way we play off of each other. So one of the things I wanna say about this is, Allow yourself to grow, to be willing to grow. Even if you you think, oh, I'm just a little social dancer, you know, and, and no one really cares. It's like, life is much more exciting and fulfilling if we push ourselves a little bit and learn to grow a little bit. So if you f- can emulate someone and learn from them and figure out ways to, let's say, oh, it's just a way to make your, let's say, three quarter turns easier, or, you know, you never felt really comfortable doing a certain hand motion in, in one of Guyton's dances. And then you learn from somebody how to do it, how to execute it properly and so that you actually feel comfortable doing it. That's going to help you grow and feel more confident and happier as a dancer on the dance floor. And it will create a better look as well when you're dancing. So I think that's really important too, is being willing to push ourselves to grow and beyond what we already are now, whatever Whatever that is, whether you're a social dancer, whether you're a competitor, whether you're a choreographer, whether you're an instructor, continue to push yourself and and work towards, I do this all the time, right? I'm always looking to people to inspire me, to motivate me to do something better or more efficiently or more beautifully, you know, on the dance floor or in life in general. So take, understand that. Yes, line dancing is about fun, and part of what makes it more fun for me, which is I encourage this among everyone else, is continually trying to grow and get better. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's in everything, not just dance. Do it in everything that you do. So um, hopefully you enjoyed this uh, talk on uh, what line dancing should look like, what we should look like. I know we went a lot of different directions, but this one was a very opinionated topic. There wasn't really no right or wrong no um, direct line so to say when it comes to this topic and we wanted to touch on a bunch of things so um, like always guys if you have any questions any ideas for topics please reach out to John or myself Um, we love to hear back from you we love to talk about these things and um, we uh, love to record it we'll pretty much talk about anything in case you haven't noticed (laughs) Um, so until next time I'm Kelly Cavallero and I'm John Robinson also known as Mr. Showcase see ya